Welcome to ZFG. I'm Krista, and joining me today is Freddie Brick and Carson Block. How are you guys? <laughs> We're good. We're good. You're getting yeah. better at this. What do you want I to talk was, about? I want to talk about fashion at MWC. Well, listen, I don't know whether you mean t-shirts or shoes, but... Well, I, should we talk but, about well, what we're... You, well, no, no, oh, I don't no, want. I don't oh, want. Oh. I don't. I don't want to talk about T-shirts. Okay. I want to talk about just the the overreach of government <laughs> and regulatory agencies. I want to talk about just how asinine the whole concept of you know quote marketing, uh, marketing regulation, especially with private funds, has become. You know, so like, you know, one one example. Okay, so when a, when a when a private fund manager, you know, aka hedge fund manager, talks to the media, they're coached. Don't use the word fund. Don't say that we have a fund that does X Y Z. You say we have a strategy. Strategy good, fund bad. And like, why is this? Because it's not a fully registered security. Which reminds me of two, about two years ago when um, Kathy Wood, who's Arc funds are fully registered securities, actually wrote a letter in which she predicted the future returns of a share of ARC. Now, like a bunch of us jumped on her on social she media. She was correct, though. She got the number right. Just That's about forgot, it. She forgot the minus sign. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, to, to be fair, like uh, it was pretty fucking She's impressive to be like on the money well, with a 40% return. To really be fair, it's, you know, it was a five-year projection and True. we're only two years out. Um, but it's tracking well. <laughs> it, it's, yes, if there, if there were a minus sign there, but she ended up deleting it. But it's just, it, this is really fucking stupid. It has, it always has in-house and outside counsel, like tied in knots you know, this quote, marketing of private funds. And, it, you know, like, I mean, it's it, it's one of the things that's funny. It's like the media is always trying to figure out, what you're, find out, not figure out, find out what are the returns of well-known hedge fund managers. Well, they're not allowed to say, but somehow, especially when the returns are good, those numbers always make it out to media. Mm. So it's just, it's like this, this regulatory regime, it is not geared to the 21st century, it's not geared to the modern media market. I really think there are problems with it in terms of the First Amendment. I mean, I get that commercial speech isn't, you know, doesn't have absolute protection, but this, you know, this, it just gets, it gets asinine. And I feel like whether it's with respect to marketing or other aspects of fund management or really the financial markets, I feel like the problem is like you have all these people who go to work every day at the SEC, you know, other government regulatory agencies and they wake up and they're like, oh, you know, like what problem should I search for today? And, you know, what what solution, you know, in air quotes, should I propose? And it's just the job seems to suggest that you need to find problems and come up with more bullshit and rules and boxes to tick. So that's what I want to talk about, not T-shirts. In fact, the only thing we don't want to talk about on this podcast are T-shirts. Right. Oh. But now... But there are some other, but there are some hardcore fashion. There is at least one hardcore fashion item I do want to discuss. And I think you do too. So why don't you, why don't you take us to that? You mean Freddie in general or like? Or... <laughs> no, those, those fucking 1985 well, moon boots. So like I was wearing just, them in third grade. Let's just set this up. About a couple of days ago, let's, let's talk about what happened. 
I mean, this happens a lot, like almost every week, every time he comes through the door. And I'm like, look at this guy. First of all, he thinks he's the so, shit. There's always some weird shit on. But yeah. there's always something, <laughs> like always, like something that I haven't seen since. Dude, I'm, these I'm are the, the fucking oldest drip. person here at the front. These are fucking drip. These are. You got, hold, hold them up what? a little higher. Yeah, to we the, got these, it. Yeah. These are yeah. fucking drip. Like, those, those, are, those are space boys, Are these man. fabulous? These are yeah. phenomenal. And you know what these I love? He rocks coming. it. He's very secure with it. Like everything else he wears, like which some of the things are absolutely ridiculous. Like a white t-shirt and jeans? No, yeah, it's a really controversial no, one. Well, with no. sauce stains on it. Like, yeah, as a, <laughs> like, like you think you're like Ben Axley oh, coming in with like sauce Dude, on your shirt. It's the worst thing. I So I was going, like very rarely do I, we have like meetings where we don't know like what we care what we look like. So I'm going to a meeting uh, the other day. Speak for yourself. Halfway through the day, I'm like, half drinking coffee, looking at something, I spill it all down myself and I'm like, fuck, I've actually like gotta change like a shirt or something. I have my wife put a t-shirt and an Uber for me because I'm like, there's no way that you can like, you can go to a meeting wearing like casual clothing. You can go to a meeting wearing like not cool clothing. But if you turn up at a meeting and you've got like a stain all down you, no one takes you seriously. Well. Okay, but how then about... again, there's the guy who like releases videos of short reports with stains all over his shirts and his chin and shit. It's, it's pretty true. How about when we went to an event, a pretty classy event in New York City, yeah. and like I'm introducing you to my other brother, and you have a see-through shirt that's white. Oh, uh, dude, that, that was that was, and I saw your like male dude, nipples. That was a fuck up. So uh, okay, so, be, so, so like, hang on. I want to I want to I want to get back to Freddie's shoes here, and <laughs> I want to show I want to show solidarity no, with Freddie on the shoes. Yeah. So if you're unfortunate enough to be listening to this versus <laughs> watching it, Mine. Chris and I are putting water wings <laughs> on our shoes. No, because um, we want to be like you. This got deflated. No, these are cool. Dude, so are water wings on yeah. my feet. They're they're like bright they're orange water wings. Now, hang on. It says to be worn on the upper arms only. <laughs> wow. I mean, look. Do your do your boots have that warning they, also? They don't. They don't. <laughs> they should. Like, look, these are cool. Would they're I get so these? In, would I get these in like a fire orange? Probably a not. It's a orange? little. It's a little too much for me. But they, these are subtle. They're extremely comfortable. Subtle. Also, because Austin doesn't have that much cold weather, I look forward to the opportunity to wear like moon you know boots. Moon with the boots socks or, that are polka dot and pink yeah, and green. Great. Son, like a clown <laughs> would wear. There comes a time in every man's <laughs> life when he's too old to chase the latest trend or or non-trend, and and you. You got some extra runway <laughs> because it was like when Superman left Krypton and right. got to Earth, right? Yeah. You've got a British accent that gives you a little bit more yeah. runway, but just a little at bit. your age, yeah. I don't know. Now I think it's getting... I think it's you got to right. don the Maui gyms and just you know get rid of these fucking moon boots, man. Oh, uh, dude, just because you ditched the Maui gyms finally to rock okay. some Persol sunglasses in order that your net worth to sunglass spend ratio is slightly more favorable, like. <laughs> Oh man. It's Isn't it per soul, by the way? Oh, it's per soul. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Um, anyway, so well, we're I at the cutting edge of high fashion in all regards at Muddy Waters. Our t shirts. Um, oh, we can't, we're not talking about t shirts. Yeah. Oh. We're not talking about t shirts. <laughs> we're not talking <laughs> about the t shirts. I keep on bringing it up. Yeah, stop, stop it. Yeah. I know. Stop it. I don't, don't even look at them. Yeah. I won't. I mean, you know, like, you might, you might get sanctioned. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry. Don't look at I them. I don't know what to look at. <laughs> um, okay. There's a lot of things to talk about. Um, can we go talk about scientific reasons why going to Mars would suck? Yeah. I just want to go. That's yeah. a, that's a, a meaty item and it. Right. Car- now this, no, this is has good. Carson so. chomping at the bits over here. Well, well it does. And, um, look, I, it's one of the things that I think I've said before is that it, it does distress me how the reporting in the New York Times has gone down the toilet steadily. But the science section, at least, you know, as I came across this article, still has some good shit. And this is this is pretty relevant to Tesla, Elon Musk, SpaceX, this idea that we want to send people to Mars. Because I've always thought this is bullshit. Like, I've got a young kid, you know, and I, when, you know, he was learning about space and, you know, there's this thing on the Earth called the magnetosphere that protects us from a lot of solar radiation. So let's talk about what space is like and what space travel um, is, is like. Okay, first of all, if you happen to find yourself outside of Earth's atmosphere without a spacesuit, um, you'll pass out and die um, in a matter of seconds from sad. hypoxia. But while that's happening, and I didn't know this, um, all, all of your fluids would start to bubble because they're in the process of turning into gas. Okay. Um, and that's not caused by temperature, that's caused by the lack of pressure outside. Quick question on that then. Mm-hmm. When you do die, uh, obviously, I mean, my main point of reference for science is South Park. And you know, they have that episode where everyone craps themselves after they die. Uh, yes. Would you not crap yourself? Well, it might be, you might just release a giant fart. I don't know. Because okay. like fluids are turning to gas. I don't know what the solids are doing. But um, they're freezing, so I don't. I don't know. This is. I'll. I'll send a, a letter a to the. Uh, you know, to the editor here. So. So anyway, on Mars, the gra- the gravity on Mars is a third of the gravity on Earth, and this becomes important because we are adapted specifically for the gravity on Earth. It'd be way easier for you to lose that ten pounds you were no. trying to lose, though, Krista. Shut up. Just weigh no. yourself on <laughs> Mars. Now let's. Now let's. Let's talk about traveling to Mars, which would take like nine plus months. Now, there are only so the International Space Station, all the space stations that have ever been launched have been within the Earth's magnetosphere. And so the only astronauts that have ever traveled beyond the magnetosphere are the 12 astronauts who are part of the Apollo program and have gone to the moon. And so that's basically a one week round trip outside the magnetosphere. They have died of heart disease at rates four to five times higher than other astronauts. Uh, who did not travel beyond the magnetosphere. And that's just after one week. And that's because specifically the radiation to which you're exposed when you're beyond the magnetosphere is this large particle radiation that travels at such a high speed that nothing that we've sent up in space can shield, uh, can shield it. Not the spacecraft, not the, not the space suits. Okay, but so I, I've, got a, I've got a solve for that. Just okay. on the side of the rocket, you know how like on the side of a packet of cigarettes, it's like smoking will kill you and then it's a horrible picture. Just on the side of the rocket, put a massive sign saying like, if you actually fucking get there and come back, you're going to die, die much faster you. anyway. And I, I think that's kind of in the world of regulation. Kind of like a warning. In. Yeah, mm. just a warning. Just like a, a like, like, you know, when yeah, you well, have like a cigarette sign warning. waiver, you know, I'm okay yeah. with this. Yeah, like, I mean, this would be perfect for, you know, regulation. to me. I mean, and like you can market it to the general public probably, with, mm. you know, more easily than you can market a <laughs> private fund. Um, 
No, seriously, like space travel beyond the magnetosphere. <laughs> I'm sure there's less restrictions on marketing that than there no, are really, marketing. Course. I mean, you dude, know, Chamath took uh, that piece uh, of shit, Virgin Galactic Public, and had right. zero trouble marketing that. To yeah, morons. versus a fund that you know has annualized net returns of 16 percent since yeah. inception. But I, I, that's hypothetical, uh, theoretical. Totally like, hypothetical. I, yeah, you know, I mean, a strategy uh, uh, fund. Uh, um, but okay, so. Then, without gravity, like with gra- having being in microgravity, as they call it, really fucks you up. So your blood normally, when you're you know when you're awake, goes down to your uh, goes down to your lower body, right, because of gravity. But in space, um, astronauts have gotten permanent uh, optic nerve damage because of the pressure, um, since the blood is there's too much blood in their upper extremities for too much time. Now that also often causes congestion and messes up your sense of smell. But that's okay because apparently the ISS smells very strongly of body odor and farts. Literally. Okay, so farts. Why? Well, because without, without um, gravity, your di- the gases produced when you digest food, they don't rise to the top. So therefore, if you try to belch, belch out the gas, a lot of times an astronaut will actually vomit. So... They don't actually want to burp. They just wait to fart it out. I know. It doesn't sound... Now, the body odor, you can't shower in space. Well, let's just send the French up. (laughs) Well, that'd be like the worst. worst, The French get their own space station. (laughs) The ISS, except for French. (laughs) There's the French module. And yeah, you can smell that through the vacuum of space. But... But the other thing is you have to, as an astronaut, exercise for over two hours a day just to keep your muscle tone uh, or some muscle tone. But the problem that that creates is sweat. So you have to constantly be wiping yourself so that the sweat doesn't bead and float off and like short out equipment or end up in your colleague's nose or something like that. So that's also um, a little bit a little bit rough. Um, How do you even exercise without gravity? Well. And I mean, they're like, I don't know, like, I mean, I'm not sure exactly how they do it, maybe resistance bands. But um, the other thing is in terms of the loss of bone density, like this is some crazy shit. So people, elderly people on earth will lose about, um, I think, 0.2 to 0.5% of their bone density per year. A young, healthy astronaut will lose half a percent of bone density per month in space. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, wow. it's like a serious fucking problem. Now here's another one that sucks. Um, because without gravity, the, the urine in your bladder is not pulled down. So it doesn't signal to your urethra that you have to go. So a lot of times, I guess, astronauts just end up suddenly pissing themselves or even worse. They realize, oh, it's been a long time since I pissed. And they're not able to, so they have to catheterize themselves. Oh, yeah. Jesus Christ. I, I yeah. gotta tell you, like this, this sounds fucking horrible. horrible. Let's send that anti Semite prick Elon Musk back <laughs> immediately. <laughs> like, yeah. this sounds so, so bad. Horrible. Yeah. Like, no. I gotta tell you, this is what every school kid who's dreaming of becoming an astronaut should, read this should yeah. fucking read. Because. I- I, sounds... I would pay to not go into space. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, ab- absolutely. Like prison. And, and so then, there, then there's another then there's another question that was that was brought up. It's like, well, you know, what if on on a long term mission, you know, nine months each way to Mars, someone gets sick, you know, like, say, appendicitis. So do we send a surgeon along? Um, but what if the surgeon is the one who gets appendicitis? And this brought up a scenario that actually happened in 1961. 
uh, the Soviets established a base down in Antarctica, and they had a surgeon there. He's 27 years old. He got appendicitis, and he had to give himself an appendectomy. And like at first, he was using mirrors that I guess were held by his colleagues, but because it looks backwards, it fucked him up. He ended up having to do it by feel, cutting out his own fucking what appendix the by feel. Yeah. Now, Whoa. now some people might say, well, I want to read this article. This was in the this, New York this Times. Is, this is a this is a great article. This is in the New York Times science section. Now, if there were major surgery in space, there's a real risk that the person, that the patient, their insides would end up floating out of their body, which I'm pretty sure is. I mean, major bad. surgery. You mean like a breast augmentation? <laughs> <laughs> uh, clearly, you don't want the old implant floating around, man. Um, so it might end up between like a couple slices of bread and somebody swallows it. <laughs> but um, then, you know, in theory, you can create gravity in space by having a wheel, by building a wheel. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, right now, it costs about per pound of payload. Um, it costs about $10,000 per pound that you want to send up into space. So that's why everything that goes on on a spaceship, it's like, you know, it has to be there. There's no like superfluous stuff. Um, and so then... <clears throat> I love this, you know, give, give the New York Times credit for, you know, not being like weirdly woke in this one. It's a truism of our species that the moment we encounter a new and challenging environment, a mountaintop, say, or an airplane bathroom, <laughs> we feel compelled to find out what will happen if we engage in coitus there. A mountaintop, per se. Naturally, then, as soon as the first billionaires check into the first space hotels, they'll be thinking about becoming the inaugural members of the 250 Mile High Club. <laughs> So they point out that there have been about 700 astronauts that have been up and back over the years. Don't know if anybody's had sex in space. Apparently, there are good indications, this is a quote, there are good indications that erection and lubrication are not inhibited in space. But yeah, I mean, you got to... Are not inhibited. Right. But again, like think about the sweat and how you wait, have to wipe that off. I mean, it really wouldn't so no want to really be like, you know, here's, you know, here's like a tit shot here. Um and, uh, but, you know, and God forbid somebody get pregnant, right? Because, oh, yeah. really bad. because like going, going back that conversation about the radiation and what it, you know, what it seems to have done just within, you know, one week of exposure. So anyway, um, yeah, I got to say, I mean, this whole thing about, you know, humanity's futures on Mars. I mean, that sounds like complete fucking Look, bullshit to uh, me. Yeah. I got to tell you, if we would have just stopped the episode right here, I would have think we'd let, leave viewers thinking, hey, that's uh, pretty good. Like, yeah. that yeah. sounds horrific. I, no matter I, I how badly concur. we fuck this planet up, yeah. it will be nowhere near as bad as going to yeah. Mars. I'd rather build Mars. my yeah. dream home next to a Shanksy fucking coal mine than that. I mean, that just sounds <laughs> terrible. Yeah, like at least your insides aren't going to float yeah. out of you if you have to have, you know, an appendectomy. So yeah. Anyway, That's I thought this was crazy. I thought this was super this yeah. was super interesting. Totally so interesting. Actually, I want to I want to read that. For anybody interested in looking it up, it's called The Bodily Indignities of the Space Life. So, uh, great article. Jeez. Yeah. Shit. All right. Bring it back to Earth, Krista. <laughs> That's not where she resides. Um, oh, oh, <laughs> um you, how I used a vibrating sex toy to beat a chess grandmaster. 
You sent us this. Yeah. Is that old? No. So, so, no. so this is okay. Too. This is this it's is a continuation. A no, this is a continuation. Oldest trick in the book. So someone. Why are you so fixated? Because of this it? story. Because I read the, the Daily Mail. The chess part. Yeah. yeah. The chess parts with so. So insulation. someone. There was this story out there about this guy who like did do this apparently, or there was like a question as to whether they did or didn't do it. So. Um, some like you know mid-level decent chess player basically was like all right let's put this to the test and see if like you actually could do it and if you could get like like what would the genuine implications be like you know you sitting there fucking twitching so uncontrollably get, so what what happened so he was able to get some signaling done um he he did beat the guy like the guy was did he also to, beat magnus carlson uh it wasn't magnus carlson it was some other like Pretty serious. I've already player. lost to a sex toy once. I will not do it again. <laughs> he, he basically came up with the conclusion that like it would require an inordinate amount of practice and was, you know, there was some moments of like real discomfort and Well, you know, it depends on what you I like. Know, like <laughs> is it discomfort I mean, or is it, might it kind be of more like, like, you know, I gotta make sure I don't like blow my load here in the, you know, first few moves because like, oh, this is being really painful. To nine, Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that I thought was important for people to know that if you okay. are considering either being an astronaut or an aspiring chess champion as a child and cheating, there are practical limits to some of this stuff. Well, if you start on the tech, the sex toys as a child, you probably adapt to it a little bit Man, better. Dude, if you start as a sex toys as a child, you're probably just uh, you know growing up in Northern California and being educated, and you're like seven and a half years old. Kind oh, of thing. I thought I mean, we were going to get an archdiocese joke. Oh here. no, 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 no! no. <laughs> they wouldn't. They wouldn't <laughs> consider waiting that long. Are you kidding? <laughs> uh, um, okay. Next. Um, is another item you South Korea to ban short selling of stocks until June 2024. Oh, yeah. So it's it's interesting. South Korea, I think, is the most dysfunctional developed market You've on the, the fucking planet. So, well, so I wasn't gonna Yeah, I mean in terms of stock markets, I would say it shouldn't act it does not behave as a developed stock market. Developed right. market stock market should behave. So uh, a few things I wanted to touch on because um, they they are looking once again so they've just gotten rid of their short sale ban um, the the previous excuse was they had a short sale ban um, because of covid and they were the last country in the world to remove it and now they're like all right well we really want to find a reason to put one back on and I was aware that the retail participation in South Korea was high but I was not aware it is as high as it is so according to the FT, two-thirds of turnover on the COSDAQ is retail, which it's a pretty liquid market, right? It's not like Vietnam where we're not launching a fund next year. Strategy. Strategy. <laughs> Strategy. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, you know, it's a, it's a real market and it's a real country and people consider it real, but like two-thirds is just retail. And so one of the reasons that they are looking to really reinstate this ban is it's just very popular with the electorate. And I was I was talking to another short seller last night and he was saying like, oh, yeah, I'd, I'd love to do Korea one day. And I'm just like, look, no, I think right. two things would happen. I think the you'd first thing is- You'd lose money and you'd lose money. Well, I think you would, I, I would say it is a 90, 
98% chance that you are investigated by the regulator. Um, like I, I cannot think, I cannot think of a higher likelihood of being investigated by a regulator than any country in the world than Korea. The question I had is what percentage chance on the stock being limited up because all these like crazy Korean retail, mm -hmm. they, they literally go on these message boards and they're like, ah, oh, it's a fraud, fuck the foreigners. Like, yeah, it's like, insane. Like get the foreigners, buy it up. Oh yeah, yeah they've been doing that for decades. Yeah. But what's crazy is if you look at some of the most bizarre retail I the that we've ever kind of come across, I think Nanox was one of them, right? Where mm -hmm. I think SKTEL, uh, had invested some money into it, and so they had. Which to take, I think the the chairman got like yeah. a very nice deal for on, himself. Yeah, on per, for himself on yeah. Nanox shares. And um, you know, we we were, I feel like you were constantly getting like Korean retail bitching and moaning at you on Twitter in a way that like. Yeah, but to be fair, like that was the time. I mean, that was late twenty twenty, early twenty twenty one. There was retail of all stripes, shapes, and sizes, like, right, you know, every takes... day DMing me, you know, right, like, but, you're going to but, prison, motherfucker. But that was you in know. the middle of their day. These dudes would have been doing it, like, oh, I'm just gonna stay awake till, like, 11 o'clock to fuck with Carson, right? Like, it's a very weird person that wants to spend their evenings doing that. You know, and it's like, it's just, it, as we've often discussed, maybe not here, but in more you know, intellectual fora. Um, there is no more intellectual fora than this. There is no more intellectual you know, a forum than this. That's Not true. So less intellectual fora. <laughs> the, um, I mean, these short bands don't do anything in terms of improving the price of stocks. It just decreases liquidity. Like this has been empirically shown time and time and time and time again. And, you know, I guess what I'm just trying to square is like how these people could do, these people who make such great, washing machines are this dumb <laughs> with the stock market like that's what i'm trying to figure out so well you, uh, you know the other you country answer, that makes feel free, feel free to dm <laughs> me along with a prison threat do you, know, do you know who else makes great fucking washing machines who? and has retarded stock market the germans i was just gonna say Ooh. the germans yeah. Actually, this they might actually... be like a proprietary hmm. indicator along some of our other politically huh. uh, incorrect ones Shit. Dude, the washing machine. The Germans do make Damn. a great washing machine. Bosch, I mean, that's some fucking serious appliance. Get up. Yeah, they're great. I think I'd take an. I think I'd take an LG over a Bosch, though. No way, Bosch. Is Bosch is. Superior. I mean, now now Miele. Miele is Miele German as well. Yeah, I think it is. I think Miele is German. Or is it Italian? No. no. Then it wouldn't work. <laughs> it would look really nice. It would look nice, but it yeah. would not work. We've got like an Alessi, I think, toaster. An and Alessi it looks is... nice and it works just the same as the other one, but my wife wanted it, so we got it. And then there's like uh, Sub-Zero, which is probably owned by private equity. Yeah. Probably. I don't know. Um, all right. Cool. Well, hey, please put down your toy and yeah. take us it's... to the next topic. Yes. No, I wanted that. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, during an Ape Fest event in Hong Kong, vision and skin injuries believed to be caused by unprotected UV exposure to the stage lights. Yes. From the stage lights. So, first of all, Ape Fest, is that a very popular. So, so do you light? know what an ape is? Yes. No, I don't no, think you. I don't think you. Not, not the kind from the zoo. It's not that. 
Because I wouldn't have thought like a bunch of no. I know you don't. Yeah. Know. No, it's it's like the AMC like apes. shareholders, like the meme yeah. stock. Okay. They call themselves apes. Apes yeah. not leaving. Because to be clear, oh. I wouldn't have thought it was funny if a bunch of like primates, animals. Yeah, yeah, like had that's this. what I well, wanted to talk about. True, right. not those ones. Non-human primates. Yeah. Oh. So in Hong Kong. Um, a bunch of these, and I have my own word for no them. No pun intended. I, I call them retards. Uh, so a bunch <laughs> of these retards went to some event, and I think they were so busy, um, like retarding out. Yeah, looking up at like the sun, and a lot of them are pretty pale because they're probably pretty high Venn diagram overlap with incels. So, you know, they're like going outside in the sun for the first time. Well, plus time. they're Asian, so they don't want to have dark skin because they don't want to look like peasants. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So. Can I, after we're this done true. with this, tell you what I really thought the ape festival oh, was? Oh, interrupt and go ahead. No, yes. <laughs> no, no come on. You thought ahead. it was like a sex thing? Like, no, no, like there's like a bear fest no, where no, like no, big hairy no, dudes. No, no. Like the hairier, bigger Ooh, dudes than bears. Say it right now, but yeah. No, but you could I say it in a few minutes. Yeah, we're not continuing until you tell us what you really thought that no, was. Do you remember that that show, um, like something of the apes or something? Planet of the Apes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So I thought it was like a festival. Oh, you mean kind of like the like, like the stories, yes. like the Star Trek yes, thing, yes, the Star yes. Trek thing, like Planet of the Apes. How it got fucking burned by the UV lamps. Shit. Who would I feel? Who would I feel <laughs> less bad for? Or like who would I, sorry, who would I actually come closer to feeling bad for? <laughs> Wait, she said, of course. AMC bag holders or people who go to like a Planet of the Apes fest? Like, no, I know. I mean, I listen, like, I'm not into who's, Planet of the Apes, but I who's less who's less nutty. worthy of getting <laughs> sunburned indoors by? Fucked up stage lights. Who's less worthy of that? I the apes really weird. I would definitely yeah, say the ape shit. fest dudes deserve to be burned at the stake. But well, can you see like there being a festival of Planet of the Apes? <laughs> yeah, I Especially can. Especially in Hong Kong. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm sh yeah. Listen, I'm sure there is. Yeah. Like it's so I mean, much I don't know about NHK, like... but I'm sure there is in, <laughs> in America. I mean, we're a lot bigger I than thought, Hong Kong. Right. But I thought like, th yeah. I'm sure I there is. I that show was big in Asia. No? Uh, I don't know. I mean, they I look, they pirate every single fucking movie that's ever been released. So there's no good data on this. Huh. But um, I feel like I, I mean, all right, Mark so Wahlberg obviously was a draw when he did like some of these Planet of the Apes movies. Right. Yeah. And all he right, wouldn't be on well, the. That's what happens when you go beyond the magnetosphere, dude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you wake up as a fucking ape. <laughs> that's real cellular DNA damage. All right. So sorry. Christy, you forgot my business idea. Oh, I did. I, I didn't know you wanted me to talk about it. Or you wanted to talk about it. I didn't okay. talk about my business okay. idea. So, um, you didn't say uh, let's add it to ZFG. Our, uh, You're like, I have a great right, business I just, idea. Okay, so I have this amazing business idea. I, um, I was having dinner with a friend and we were saying how cool Austin is to live in. And he was like, oh, what else should I do here? And I was like, well, I usually, you know... There's not there's much like, to do. Right, there's barbecue, there's a walk around the lake. And I, mean, I was like, yeah, you know, it's a people good weekend wanna, Yeah, people want to kind of go shooting, I guess, because it's Texas. And I I was saying how like, shooting ranges always make me feel a bit oh, uncomfortable yeah. because it's, it's all very professional. But at the end of the day, you are standing next to someone, you have no fucking idea who they are, and they're carrying like a semi-automatic weapon. And I don't know if they're just having a bad day. Like, what stops them turning around and just shooting me in the head? Like... 
but really that's nothing. Pretty much all of Texas. I mean, like it is, but you know, so it, it just kind of like this is there's right. this tense energy there. Yeah. Like people are pretty distant. They're you know they're not um, you know they're not in each other's personal space. So mm. I was like, there's definitely a vibe now. What I was thinking, and then he was like talking about, oh, would you ever consider getting a gun? And I was like, no, for a bunch of reasons. I was like, plus, to be honest, man, I'm English. And so with just a glass what? or a bottle by the bed, like we're very, very capable of doing some real damage Shit, to anyone. Yeah. yeah, pull cue, a chair, like yeah. that is the Englishman's weapon of choice. Yeah. And so the idea I had, which is for people who are English, who come to Texas, who feel uncomfortable about guns, is... A shooting range, but instead of using guns, you use sort of paraphernalia that's close to you in a pub, okay? Because that is what English people love to fight with. And the thing is, this ties in very nicely. Like a with beer bottle? A bottle, a pool cue, yeah. a whatever you got around you. To, and, yep. and you know, so like you could have. Pick, you can have targets of like the opposition. Darts. A dart. Yeah, That's dart. what I was thinking. Like you could have oh, yeah, you could targets of the opposition football team, whatever you want. I mean, it, it could be like a pretty fun thing to do. And it ties in really nicely with our idea for the World Cup of hooliganism because mm -hmm. currently they don't have a safe forum to practice in. They don't. And I want to make sure that for the most despotic World Cup that's ever gonna fucking take place in the history of Earth, which is hard to top Qatar, but <laughs> inshallah, we have awarded it to Saudi Arabia. Um, I wanna make sure that like the hooligans go are fucking practice, because the guys that are gonna be policing in Saudi Arabia, they're gonna be hardcore. So I wanna make sure that the hooligans yeah. are at the top of their game, and yeah. well. because they're not gonna be able to drink, I think it's important that they can practice some of these skills sober. Oh yeah, well that's true. They're gonna have to practice sober. But um, look, they're already obviously gearing up for it with, uh, in the UK, we see the soccer hooligans as true. like Western civilization's last line of defense <laughs> against like the Hamas sympathizers. I know, dude, it's, it's you know. actually just like amazing what's taking place is like the West is trying to get its head around what the fuck's going on and like, you're looking at the football hooligans and you're thinking, yeah, they're going to defend liberal democracy. <laughs> like, but they, they are. are. They're, they're the ones doing it. I know. You know? Our, yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, they're getting a little bit old. Yeah. A little bit no, long in the tooth. So. Well, I think what a lot of uh, liberals who are protesting to support a master finding out is actually you can still hit pretty hard when you're about 55, 60. Like, there's kind of that old man muscle that, like, 23 year old holding up a poster like you know we support hamas lgbtq like you, you just don't develop that kind of muscle so um yeah but you know what it is it's the um it's how quickly you get exhausted right true so i mean you can you can hit hard for i don't know whatever period of time but you know the 20 something year old can keep throwing the punches and the kicks longer than you can not so. the liberals <laughs> Well, yeah, but the, the actual, like, some of these Hamas sympathizers are kind of like, they look like they're kind of yeah, Hamas that's true. people in training. So, you know, or who maybe have had some Hamas training, who yeah. the fuck knows. But anyway, yeah, that's, uh, I mean, but yeah, whoever, th I've, like, I've been so fascinated by soccer hooliganism mm -hmm. culture for, for years. Like, to me, they're just like, they're among the most fascinating people because it's so fucking retarded, right? Yeah. It's almost I feel like as retarded as, like, wanting to go to Mars, 
apparently is. And um, so I mean, yeah, I've heard but, the buses but, when they bust them down don't smell as farts as much, but there is still a lot of the vomiting body and body oh. odor. Oh. Well, especially in the French hooligan <laughs> bus. Oh. Well, you know, plus all the like all the blood that gets spilled by the French. True. I, you know, I just the French are not. I, I can't imagine the French are good soccer hooligans. But um, this is the tragedy of us never having been able to stage the World Cup of hooliganism because. I think the French should be eliminated first rounds by like pretty much. Oh, anybody do you know what? I, mean, I bet they'd be eliminated by like a shit country as well, right? Like some like Macedonia that's got like you know eleven people of uh, above the age of twenty five, or the Faroe Islands, like one of these countries that like barely you know because like you always have these countries. things right where like the Faroe Islands or Gibraltar like get to play England in some arranged friendly, and they always have these stats about like you know. Harry Kane earns three hundred thousand pounds a week, and the entire Faroe Islands football team earns three hundred thousand a year. Like, actually, the guy who's the goalkeeper is a Bosch, you know, washing machine fitter, and it's like that's the kind of country that's going to knock. Free. <laughs> that's the kind of country that's going to knock France out of the World Cup. If you're looking, yeah, totally agree. I mean, anybody they compete against in the first round is just going to be like. After I get past the body odor, friends, like, nah, it's just not intimidating. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I can't say. Well. Well, hedge funds hunting for sunken treasure. Okay, so, th so this is this is really a, a shout out. So there was okay. an article Oh, today. actually, you just sent this out. Yeah. yeah actually, Freddie, do me a favor and grab from behind you the book Dead in the Water. Oh, yeah. I'm going to read so, the passage. Excuse yeah. me. No, this is so we interview. I interviewed on Zeros um, yeah. when this book came out, oh, Dead in the yeah. Water. This was one of my favorite books of 2022 in terms of like how the world sausage is really made, and it it nominally focuses or focuses on this hijacking off the coast of um, Somalia, but really gets into the you know the nitty gritty of the world's insurance industries and maritime shipping and just how it's totally fucking lawless. So anyway, uh, this book is by Matthew Campbell and Kit Shalel, who are both Bloomberg reporters. Who you interviewed. Right. And so Kit Shalel <clears throat> just published a Bloomberg article today um, that, at least on the terminal, and it might be different on the website, but it's called Lord of the Deep. And it's about... Um, Lord of the Deep? Lord of the Deep. Okay. And it's about um, treasure hunting for, for money. And so it turns out that there's... Um, there's a there are a couple hedge fund dudes, serious guys oh my God, I in know. London I, who I are who've been like yeah who've been <gasps> financing um this, you know, tre this? treasure hunting. Mm -hmm. So they're both at Marshall Waste. One of them is uh, one of the founding partners, uh, last name Waste, so one okay. of the name partners. And the but the guy who really is doing this is Anthony Clake. Yeah, and it's yeah it's it's it's, crazy. it's really interesting because. There are a lot of people who object to what they're doing, right? So they're they're spending money. They're, there's apparently just, you know, a huge number of shipwrecks at the bottom of the oceans, you know, many of which have, you know, would have really valuable items on board. And so there are a number of governments and individuals, um, you know, archaeologists who object to them doing this. And when I was reading this, I was struck by... You know, I, what I, are they actually? They're, they're like, do they? They're locating the vessels. So, and so they, going so they, and, lo they locate okay. the vessels. I mean, they've you know got. I mean, they've spent millions of dollars on the equipment, and they've got these 
um, remotely operated submersible vehicles that can go. Um, <laughs> Not 6, the ones 000. that that no. dude's selling. No. No. <laughs> no. That can go over 6,000 feet deep. They're remotely operated, robot arms. And they get, you know, and they'll take stuff off these, the, you know, the broken hulls mm -hmm. and, and salvage it. And um, one of the major risks of this business, though, is that even if you're successful in salvaging, when you pull into port, they might board your ship and seize the stuff, gotcha. depending on the jurisdiction. And, you know, so there are a lot of people who object to this. And that actually made me think, I did see some parallels to what we do as activist short sellers, because... You know, the critics are always carping like, oh, eh, you know, why do you have to, you know, why do you get to make money because you find a fraud? Eh. So it's the people are saying the same thing. Like, why should you make money off of, you know, these ancient treasures? It's like, well, because who the fuck else is going to do it? Yeah. Like, so when they when they go and they, you know, recover stuff, some of it ends up in museums, others get sold and they make money off it. But again, like hmm. if you're a government, I mean, is it, it's like treasure or I mean, like. I mean, gold some of it's gold coins, silver bars, um, you know, Ming vases, um, like, you know, some of it's per some of these things are like personal effects if there's somebody famous on on board. But it's like for governments that bitch about it, it's like, well, you're not getting ready to fund yeah. a fucking expedition to fill up your museum. So unless and until like just shut the fuck up, like, like yeah. and it's kind of like I felt I felt the same, you know, I feel the same thing like, uh, you know, Bloomberg ran this article about um, the whistleblower award that, mm -hmm. you know, I oh. was reported I received and, uh -huh. you know, they quoted this one, um, you know, this one like junior law professor who's doing the same thing as the guy at Columbia tried to do, which is, you know, make tenure by, you know, getting headlines, you know, being making shit up, being adverse to activist short sellers and, you know, like this, in, in this guy I'm referring to, this, you know, newest, you know, law professor, um, you know, he's bitching that short sellers get paid, you know, can get paid out by the SEC's whistleblower program. And it's like, well, what in the fuck have you ever done well, firstly, to try to like, identify a fraud? Okay. Well, first of all, he said, yeah, his quote was something like, incredible. you know, I think taxpayers deserve to know when Carson Block gets $14 million of our money, I which it's that. like, hey, motherfucker. I didn't get taxpayer money. This comes only from the recovery of the, and he knows this because he's studied the program and he's written on it. So this guy's like basically lying through his fucking teeth when he says that, you know, which, you know, glad he's a student member of the academy. Yeah, I mean, but, or alternatively, he's just totally incompetent. Well, he's, he's well, I, well, I think the incompetence <laughs> is, you know, it, it comes to this very dull, you know, line of thinking that we can criticize the people who, for a profession, find frauds. We can criticize them because they do it. You know, they do it for money. But it's like, but bro, step up to the plate. Do it for money. Do it for free. Mm. Just step up to the fucking plate and do it. So, so many of our critics are just like the critics, you know, of of these, you know, for profit treasure hunters. In that they bitch about how they do it for money, but they're not going to step up and fund this and do or do this work themselves. So anyway, I feel like a little bit of a kinship what, with what these about, guys. What about this then? We start up our own non-treasure hunting finding yes. business, and we just say we're going to clean up the ocean floor. Okay, <laughs> we get like I don't know, a lot Norges, of detritus on the ocean floor. I mean, floor. I'm thinking like Norges are probably immediately in for a couple hundred bucks because it sounds good. We list the thing, and 
Once in a while, we accidentally find treasure, but because making profit is so disgusting and dirty, the company any... will give all the profits away to us. Yes, <laughs> the company. So will if not you want to invest in this go. and feel good about doing absolutely sweet fuck all, yeah. while <laughs> having sweet the dirty profits off. shoveled over to us, we're in the market. And so um, Teng Teng no is it Nikolai Tengen who runs uh, Norges now? So if you're watching Tengen, which you probably are because we're so influential, um, come but, on over. But let me do you one better because it's not right for you and me to receive all this money without doing anything charitable ourselves. So I pledge to take 5% of my earnings from this, 5% of my, mm -hmm. no, I mean, yeah, it can be pre-tax mm -hmm. and I'll get the deduction and use it to train the next generation of soccer hooligans to defend Western civilization. That's what I'll do. Okay, huh? and I will take 5% of the amount of your 5% <laughs> and I'm just gonna light it on fire. Because I fucking can. Because you can. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and there's no other reason. <laughs> well, how about how about any of the treasure that's accidentally recovered from the ocean floor that's not able to be sold, and the museum that wants it's too far away? How about that just gets lit on fire? Like we, we'll have to like maybe use hair dryers on it first to make sure it's flammable. But then we light it on fire. Done. All right. Great. Great stuff. Um. But anyway, I do recommend, if you haven't read it already, Reading this Dead in the Water by Kit Shalab. Oh, it's good. And this article. Um, oh, yeah. Thanks for handing this to me, Krista. Okay. I really appreciate that. Uh, what haven't we done? Oh, Wall the, uh, the Wall Street Journal, Wall Street Journal piece, piece on, on FDIC, boozing, oh, yeah. and strippers. Now, yes. wasn't this also, uh, is this well, a, a continuation? Like, because like, I, like, no. like, listen, I just. Yes, it is. It, we, no, it is. No, it's not a continuation. That's the SEC but, watching porn. But I want, uh, which that happened during the financial crisis. Um, no. but, but I do want to state what should be the obvious, but I don't know, like, why is everybody surprised by this? I'm not FDIC surprised. stands for federal dick. So, of course. <laughs> of course. So, my, honestly, my take on it was this. So it, it turns out that there's been loutish behavior at the FDIC, insurance. who it's not like they've had a lot to do in the last Federal 18 months, right? Insurance? Not like we've had some major bank failures well, or to anything. be fair, this all occurred before the bank failures. So when you don't have like a bunch of bank failures and you're not worried about the I swear to God, system, we've talked about like, this What before. are these guys doing? I'm gonna look. Well, that, so this is the we've thing. We've talked I, about strippers. Okay. We've no, talked about not just so. This is the thing I was thinking. I Every think this episode. can be used. I think that this is actually a, a secret plant by them. So I think what's really happening is the SEC kind of sounds sexy, right? Like you can't get a job on Wall Street. You go work for the SEC. You know you can like end up in a compliance department somewhere. Is I mean, that it's sexy? Very sexy. Not really. Well, for those of you who aren't watching this, you won't see where you're I've smiling, always worked so. in the compliance department. What? Huh? Yes. Hey, wait, what? You? Yes. At a, at, yeah. What do you comply with? Dude, I like, worked in compliance up when the support I was, girdles no, of the, when I was the at, um, octogenarians at the foundation is not compliance. Like, USD, wearing trousers wear is not compliance. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right, well, so what I'm going with this is, I think that they secretly had this leaked because I would imagine it's you mean kind like a hedge of, fund with good numbers. Yes, yeah. I 
would imagine that it's quite a hard role to recruit for because it doesn't sound that sexy. Every so often there's these big bank failures and people blame you in some way. And I think they're struggling to recruit mm. and they're like, look, you want a job on fucking 80s Wall Street? Come hang out with us, dude. We're fucking pissed at lunch, strippers in the afternoon. SEC, what are you getting? A little bit of porn? Who cares? Like not anymore. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. No, that's hard. true. That's this maybe maybe this really is uh, about recruiting. Yeah. It's true. Cause huh. yeah, it's like it's glamorous. We travel, you know, yeah. hundred days a year. And when we travel, we drink, you know, even in the middle of the day, we, you know, like behave badly, we grab ass, mm. we go to strip clubs. It's true. Like that's I mean pretty much you can't, can't even, get fired, it you, seems. You can't even find hedge funds that are that are that fun to work at. Well, ever since Odie closed down, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Well, at least U.S. hedge funds. And to be fair, everything you just described, thats that was just before lunch at Odie, I think. Allegedly. Uh, I, I think lunch was kind of the line that he crossed. <laughs> you know, and I don't know whether he took an early lunch or a late lunch, but but, but I think there, from what I from what I read, right, there's a there was a real separation between pre-lunch which is basically just him nursing hangover. And then like lunch where tomorrow's hangover begins and, <laughs> and everything that flows from that. Wow. So, so yeah, look, if you were at a uh, Chris Benodi's firm and you're unemployable at the moment, <laughs> you know where you can get a gig. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, so, Do we yeah. cover everything? Federal government's best. Uh, there's germs in the office. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. Yeah. No, nothing. Okay. Nothing news. Could be it. All right. Well, I think that's a. I think that's a wrap. Yeah. So. Um, that's a wrap. So my party, my parting advice to general public: don't go to space. Parting advice Hell to Freddie: no. get some new boots. <laughs> Krista, nice fucking t-shirt. Yeah, Krista, keep wearing that t-shirt. Show, show all your friends, but only talk about strategy. <laughs> Unless you can establish that they're qualified purchasers. Net worth over $5 million. Past performance does not guarantee future results. All right. Uh, Cheers, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Thanks.